0: Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth. And this week, I'm going to be joined by one of my good friends, Alyssa Lynch for our current mood combo. She is just one of those people that always boosts my mood after talking with her hanging out with her. She's just she's just a gal's gal that is not afraid to be real and vulnerable. I personally love that she's my friend because she's a constant inspiration to me. And I know that she's an inspiration to her nearly 700,000 other followers on Instagram. So it's not just me, you guys. You might know Alyssa from Instagram where she shares everything she loves from lifestyle to wellness, some fashion, and she keeps it real raw and honest. She just had her own drink at Erewhon, which is like literally the coolest grocery store in the country. Um, so and I'm pretty sure she's like one of the first people to do that. So it's like literally so epic. And you know, she has good taste. <laughs> no pun intended. She has an amazing website where she writes about all things mental health and just food and wellness so much more. She's the full package you guys of a mood booster. So I'm so excited for you guys to get to know her on a deeper, more vulnerable level with me. It was just such a mood boosting combo. She's an incredible person that I'm lucky to know. And that's why we all follow along on her journey in her Instagram stories. So get excited for our current mood combo together. But first, let's jump into my best mood and worst mood of the week. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I had a hard time picking my best mood this week, but it's not for lack of like GTs, good times. It's more so like I was like kind of under the weather this week. I got like a little bit of like a, cold, but then I got like a stomach. Th- it was weird. I didn't have COVID. Don't worry. Um, I just was like not feeling well, like actually physically, it was weird. Like I was really nauseous, but then I was really like getting like sinus pressure. It was just very odd. And I think it's honestly, I'm going to be a brat for a second. <laughs> I think it's because I'm not used to living in the cold weather and like, I don't have the right clothes for it at all. So like I walk around with my friends and and I do not have the right like material clothing for it. Cause I packed to move here in the summer. So you know how like, it's like you get a chill and your grandma always says like, put on a coat, you're going to get pneumonia. I think I like quickly turned it around after like buying a jacket, drinking tea, all that good stuff. Um, but it definitely kind of took like, a, you know, a solid chunk of my week away from me, but it's not going to be my worst mood. Cause don't worry. We have something more exciting than that. And I'm not going to let, a worse mood and a potential cold coming on keep me away from having a best mood. I dug deep for this one and you know what it was? My best mood was quick turnaround time, quick turnaround time because she's nothing if not a master of tools, tips, tricks, mood boosters, and solutions. I think the reason why it was hard to figure out what my best mood was is because I had so many like mini like potential worst moods. I have obviously one great one for you guys. Don't worry. But instead of having like one big like best mood or best moment, it was just like I had a good week, but I also had to like get through all these like little shitty moments. And it's not my worst mood. But what I did notice is I think that there's nothing wrong for the first time. And I was actually starting to feel good in a sense of like motivation for like new things and like excitement. And then my brain was automatically like, wait, where's the drama? Where's the chaos? Where's the problem that you have to fix? Oh, there's not really one being presented to you from the outside world, AKA like people or things or whatever. Let's make some in your head, you know? So my best mood was my quick turnaround time because I'm not going to say that I like completely didn't give into some of these thoughts, but I was at least able to be like, stop, we're not doing that. Or like, I'm not going down that hole or you know what, I'm just going to take a break really quick and I'm not going to think about that and I'm going to breathe and I'm going to do something for myself and I'm going to get back to it. Like I just had really quick turnaround times whereas like a few weeks ago it would have just like ruined my whole week I would wouldn't be able to cope I you know would have been debilitated and I kind of mentioned this the other week but I just noticed how quick of a turnaround time I was having this week like super quick in a sense too not just of like okay I'm gonna put one foot in front of the other and get through it of like oh I feel fine now like oh okay I'm fine like that was quick I had the tool for that I, I'm fine now quick turnaround Eh, On to the next one. But that's the thing. The worst mood is that things kept coming up. And I realized that the main thing that was coming up for me, since there was nothing like bad happening to me, was me being super hard on myself to create chaos. And it was a lot of compare and despair. It was a lot of coming from insecurities and fear of what could go wrong from the insecurities. And it was kind of that reminder, which goes into my best mood as well. That reminder of like, you know what, I'm going to get curious about these things. And this is really, I think, a way that I'm almost reminding myself with these intrusive thoughts of, being super hard on myself and getting cranky because of it and maybe not being happy with my appearance and letting that ruin like five hours of my day, which is way too long to care about your appearance. But that's how desperate my mind was, especially. That's how like a little bit of my insecurity can be used uh, uh, for desperate times when my anxiety doesn't know what else to do and just make me super irritable and cranky. And it was a reminder of like, okay, so I have great tools for my anxiety and chaos, but maybe I don't have as many great tools as I need for reminding myself to value myself, to love myself, to be at peace with myself. And even if I do have I do have a good amount of those tools and I've made so much progress and I've grown so much. But. They're not the tools at the front of my toolkit because the tools at the front of my toolkit are for other people and situations that involve others, and that I have to fix things. It's very like this kind of you know making sure I'm being my best self for other people and so I can get through these things and da 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 not just like my best self for me, feeling good in my own skin. And really, truly like loving myself and being at peace with myself. So when things are quieter, I don't have these worst moods of like, being super hard on myself, because I don't know what else to do. And it's like, that's what I used to do a few years ago when my life wasn't chaotic. I mean, unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess my life got pretty chaotic. And I was able to mask not loving myself with other things. And I had too much other shit to figure out and worry about that. I hadn't had a moment to really focus on myself because I was able to distract myself with other things. Now I'm in like a pretty healthy situation in a lot of areas in my life. And I'm like, oh, well, this could be some time that I use to love myself and value myself and be at peace with myself. I talk about it a little bit more with Alyssa. And so I don't want to give too much on that front away, but there's definitely way more that we can dive into. So let me know if that's kind of another topic because I know we talk about anxiety a lot. We talk about relationships a lot, whether that's with friends or partners or family. But we don't talk too much about loving ourselves. And it's because maybe it's something I'm not as familiar with. But I dare, dare I say we should dive into it at some point. So let me know on at mood with Lauren Elizabeth over on Instagram. Make sure you're following along because we do have merch coming out soon. New merch, 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 merch. We are literally currently stocking the warehouse. I swear to God, I got a text about it, dare I say, 20 minutes ago. I don't know why I said dare I say, like I just straight up did get the text. Okay, that's fine. Before we jump into mood boosters, I want to talk to you about Article because obviously, you know, being inside, being at home, and making sure it's a cozy space that is just elevated and amazing is in itself a mood booster. And with Article, it is so easy. Whatever it looks like for you entertaining in your home, From the joyful excitement of a welcoming entryway to the comfort of a beautiful yet relaxed dining space, Articles' newest collection invites guests to make themselves at home. Articles' team of designers focuses on beautifully crafted pieces, quality materials, and durable construction. Their designs are inspired by a variety of modern design aesthetics like mid-century Scandinavian, industrial, and bohemian. The best part is their fair prices. You guys, you save up to 30% over traditional retail prices. Article is able to keep their prices low by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. So there's no showrooms, no sales people, no retail markups. It has nothing to do with how amazing the furniture is, you guys. It's just that simple. You're going to be in love. Trust me. They have fast, affordable shipping available across the USA and Canada and is free on orders over $999. Article is offering my listeners $50 off your first purchase off $100 or more. Go to article.com slash mood and the discount code will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash mood to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. You can even get that white little poof that I have that I'm obsessed with. It's only $100. Nothing gets my mood boosted like talking about the holidays and gift giving. But don't worry, those aren't my mood boosters yet because... Although I'm freezing cold, I keep having to remind myself that it's still not Thanksgiving. My first mood booster and how I'm reminding myself this is actually just because I I love it so much. And I was like, oh, wait, it still is fall. Like, I don't have to listen to Christmas jazz all the time quite yet. So we'll keep this playlist on the rotation. Absolutely loving boosting my mood with the autumn jazz on Spotify playlist. You guys, it is so good. I love having music in the background when I'm cooking or when I'm just like cleaning up my apartment, just like anything like that where I'm kind of doing like a maybe a mindful activity or maybe even just like working or something. But I I can't always have music with lyrics on in the background. So I've never really been into anything besides jazz in this autumn or like maybe like classical just like I don't know. I have like a weird taste in music. Like I'm not like really a music connoisseur. I'm not going to lie to you guys, but I am a mood and vibe connoisseur. And let me tell you the autumn jazz playlist on Spotify is a total mood booster. You're going to feel so cozy, like light a candle, clean up your apartment, like start cooking your dinner, maybe make my chicken detox soup on laurenelizabeth.co. It's fine. We're fine. But seriously, it's going to boost your mood and just make you feel in the kind of like seasonal spirit. Is hiring a challenge? Yes. Do you love a challenge? Also, yes. You need a hiring partner that can help you rise to the challenge and you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. So instead of spending hours on multiple job sites, searching for candidates with the right skills. Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. They're going to streamline hiring with powerful tools that find you to match candidates. And with their instant match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. One of the things I personally love about Indeed is that it really does make hiring all in one place so easy. Because the candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to actually apply to your job than candidates who only see it in a search. So they're going to get you one step closer to hire by immediately just matching you with quality candidates. And it's really doing the hard work for you. They're showing you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can just hire faster. Even better, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring platform that delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest 2019. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash mood. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash mood. Just go to Indeed.com slash mood and support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash mood. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether it's the engagement ring, the gift from a partner, or the jewelry we buy to celebrate, a win sparks a lot of joy. But did you know that the stone is connected to 10 million people around the world? From Canada to Africa to Australia, the impact of the natural diamond industry is huge, providing health care, building schools and roads to remote communities worldwide. Your natural diamond saves threatened species Your natural diamond saves threatened species like the African elephant from extinction and protects more land than Paris, London, and New York City combined. Each natural diamond promises a more sparkling future for generations to come. Discover so many more natural diamond truths at naturaldiamonds.com slash thank
1: you.
0: My next mood booster is my new nighttime ritual. And last week, my friends informed me that, and what was I Snapchatting them? I was Snapchatting them something. You know what? I'm not even gonna give you the context. It's, I don't know what I was doing, but essentially my friends informed me that I should be applying foot cream every night and this is news to me. I've always thought, like, I have cute feet. Like, there's nothing wrong with my feet. Like, I'm not like a foot person, but like, I also, like, I take good care of myself. Like, I, there's nothing, I don't see anything wrong with my feet. I definitely noticed in like the past year with pedicures, like, maybe a little dryness on the feet. Apparently, I, they're drier than my friends because my friends were like, oh my God, do you not put on foot cream? And I was like, what? Is that like a thing we do now? Like, when did we literally turn 80? Well, apparently a few days ago when my friends informed me that they all put on foot cream every single night, it's a part of their nighttime routines, or they just put on foot cream in general news to me. So they told me to just find like a heavy cream that I already had in my place at the moment. And so I've been using the way body cream because it's like super thick. And, you know, I know this sounds like kind of a gross mood booster because I'm like talking about feet and I know people like have like a thing with that. Um, Listen, I'm not applying foot cream to anyone else. This is just about you and your own feet, okay? It's about the ritual. I've noticed that I love the ritual of my hand cream and my foot cream. And first what I do is I put on essential oils on the bottom of my feet. I'm clearly like majorly influenced by the people that I love because my boyfriend's mom also told me to put the essential oil on the bottom of my feet and she does it. And so then I started doing it. So I put the essential oil. Oh, that's what I was Snapchatting my friends. I was Snapchatting them. It had a funnier reason to that. I don't just Snapchat my friends, these things. I Snapchat my friends putting the essential oil on the bottom of my feet. And I guess like my feet sounded dry when I rubbed it. I don't know. This is like way TMI. And my friends and I are insane. But anyway, put on the essential oil on the bottom of my feet, put on my foot cream. Then I like wait a hot second. I like, you know, I kind of like make sure it's all moisturized and everything. And then I put on my necessary hand cream because my hands are already getting dry from the Chicago weather. But I also like love just putting on hand cream because you guys know I have an issue with my cuticles. If you listen to the podcast, you know, and I've already exposed myself enough for one episode. So I'll leave it at that. And then what I do is I put on my Dr. Dennis Gross LED face mask and I go through a few rounds of light therapy And I love, love, love having this ritual. I love it because I can't use my phone during it. I have cream and oils and things all over my hand. And then I have like light like on my face. And it's kind of like that motivation too to put my phone down before I go to bed. I've noticed like I, I noticed myself literally last night not being able to put my phone down. And I knew if I started the nightly ritual, it's, you know, quick, it's easy. It's nothing crazy. It's like something you could literally take five minutes to do before bed, but- it was what got me to put down my phone last night before going to bed and then kind of like keep it off. Cause you know, I'll do a few rounds of the light therapy. So it's like, you know, all, like off my face, like you could really take your time with it. You could turn it in for like to a 10, 20 minute ritual. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how long I even take doing it. And yes, I do watch TV while doing it, but Hey, my phone is down and I really love it. And I think it's slightly mindful and I think it's a moment for myself and I it's everything smells good, and I just love it. And I'm going to stop explaining myself. Because if it boosts your mood, don't let anyone tell you otherwise, as long as you're not harming anyone else. And then my last mood booster is my barefoot dreams blanket. My friends actually also got me this one for my birthday. And I'm going to need um, a few more. So if anyone doesn't know what to get me for Christmas, I, I need a few more because I'm freezing and I've just been getting extra, extra cozy. I've been a little extra lazy because I don't really want to walk anywhere outside because I'm freezing and then I'm cold inside my apartment because I've never had to. Uh, OK, I'm going to stop complaining because I know a lot of you are from Chicago and I sound like a like. Uh, Oh, a sissy. That's the word. That's the kind word I'm looking for. I sound like a wussy, a wuss. I sound like a wuss. Um, But listen, barefoot dreams are the softest blankets in the entire world. They are so cozy. They are so cozy chic. And I think you should have at least one in your life, if not only to boost your mood, But also because they're the best blankets in the world. It's like a win-win situation. I'm touching it right now because I can't even talk about it and not touch it. And I just like, I don't know. Does anyone else like having like a blanket that they carry around everywhere? It kind of makes you feel childlike. Hmm, that's concerning. Maybe. I don't know. But it's a mood booster. And like I said, don't have to explain your own mood boosters. I just have to explain them because I made a thing of it. Before we jump into our current mood convo, if you're looking for ways to skip the trip to the post office and dodge all the hectic holiday shopping traffic, why not save time and money with Stamps.com? Stamps.com lets you compare rates, print labels, and access exclusive discounts on UPS and USPS services all year long. It just honestly makes sense, especially if your business sends more mail and packages during the holidays. Stamps.com is literally a lifesaver, you guys. And now that I live in Chicago and I'm freezing cold, you best believe I'm not leaving the house to go walk to the post office. It's freezing. And why would I not choose the easier option that saves me money? So whether you're selling online or running an office or side hustle, stamps.com can save you so much time, money, and stress during the holidays. Access all the post office and UPS shipping services you need without taking that trip and get discounts. You can't find anywhere else like 40% off USPS rates and 76% off UPS. Going to the post office instead of stance.com is Going to the post office instead of using stamps.com is kind of like taking the stairs instead of the elevator. Just going up a couple floors? Sure. Take the stairs. Walking up 30 flights a day? You could use a break. If you spend more than a few minutes a week dealing with mail and shipping, stamps.com is a lifesaver. You'll save so much time and money. You'll wonder why you didn't start sooner. So save time and money this holiday season with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code MOOD for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code MOOD. Now I'm going to bring out my good friend, Alyssa, who is definitely going to be one of your mood boosters for this week. We talk everything from anxiety to living in LA and being vulnerable and being real with yourself, real with other people. I do want to give a slight trigger warning. We do briefly talk about eating disorders for a few minutes in the podcast, and I just wanted to put that out there. If that's not something that you're interested in, I will put in the show notes what part of the podcast we talk about that in. But otherwise, it is so inspiring. Her story is so inspiring. You're going to absolutely love her just like I do. Here is the current mood convo this week with Alyssa Lynch. So I am so excited to have you on because it is so long overdue. It's just insane. I mean, every time that you and I just hang out, it's a mood booster. And I don't know why this taken so long. So like, I'm sorry for being a bad friend. Honestly,
1: I just want to apologize. Not at all. Oh my gosh. I feel like everyone's lives are so like busy and chaotic. And like, it's a pat, I pat myself on the back when we're like, able to just meet and get a coffee. So for us to be here doing this today, like go us.
0: I was actually thinking about that before we started recording. I was like, we're like really good at like, you know, like being the friends that like we don't get to see each other often, but like when it lines up, like we make it work. We really do. We really do. And we have the best conversations, so... I know I just saw you in Los Angeles. Last time I was there, I was like, I'm going to LA. I have to see Alyssa. And like you said, we have the best conversations. And I was like, this is silly. Like I should be exploiting our friendship and recording you because, you know, it's not totally exploiting our friendship because obviously you have like a bajillion followers on Instagram. So you put yourself out there on your own. I'm just using it for my own personal gain. Or should I say my followers gain because they need to hear your story and just your voice because it's so incredible
1: my goodness I'm so honored seriously (laughs) your podcast like uh, got me through quarantine so thank you for that just my walks my like you know four walks a day while listening to different podcasts and mood with Lauren Elizabeth was you know my top choice so
0: I always think it's so funny. Like I remember you posted it on Instagram and I was like, why is she listening to my podcast? Like, cause it's like, we're friends in real life. So I'm like, oh my God, it's so weird. But then I'm like, well, maybe I have good guests. So I'll let her listen to it. No, yeah. I yell at like anyone, like super close to me. Like my boyfriend was like, I watched your latest. He called it a video blog. He's like, I watched your latest video blog. And I was like, (laughs) oh my God, you're so cute. But like, please don't do that. Um, Okay. So for people that don't know, obviously, I'm sure they do kind of tell us a little bit about like how you got into, I guess, you know, it's kind of this bad, good word now. I'll say influencer space, but I know we probably both don't like love that word, but just kind of like tell everyone a little bit, maybe they've seen you on Instagram, maybe they've seen you on YouTube. Everyone knows everyone for different things. So let's start from the beginning of like how you kind of got to the internet place you are today.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So I am from Vancouver, Canada, And I kind of always knew like growing up, I wanted to be in like the entertainment business or something along those lines. Obviously, like when we were, you know, six years old, um, the job we have today didn't exist. So it's not like that could have been on my radar. Um, So I always kind of wanted to go into like, I wanted to be an actress, but I also wanted to be an event planner. And I wanted to be both. So I feel like I've kind of meshed the, somewhat those together sometimes. Um, but then I also wanted to own my own business. So um, so I started to do acting and I was doing that. And then like right when I graduated high school, I was like, okay, I'm like going to take this seriously. And um, I booked three shows and I was filming in Vancouver and we would kind of come out to L.A. for... Um, like to do publicity things and like red carpets or interviews. Um, I also just always wanted to move to LA. Like it was, I I've said it since I could talk, like I will be (laughs) living. I'm one of those just typical cliche, you know, dreaming of the Hollywood sign type of chicks. And so (laughs) I did it. I moved or I came out here. I actually ended up like moving out here because I met a boy and fell in love. And that's kind of what made the move happen faster than it would have because I was yeah. filming in Vancouver. So I probably would have continued to just film out there, but I always knew I wanted to make it out here. So I'm grateful that that kind of like pushed me because, you know, yeah. you get the long distance thing. Like I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't going to do it if I had the option not to type of thing. Right. Exactly. And so I moved out here and he was more involved within like the social media space. He filmed for a lot of like Viners and I had no idea what that was like coming from an acting background, especially that many years ago. um, You know, we were talking about this before when we met up in person, but there's, I'm not sure today. I feel like it's going away, but there definitely was the stigma behind, you know, influencers and, um, vlogging and the whole social media thing. I feel like a lot of actors, maybe musicians too, felt like they wouldn't be taken seriously. Um, you like couldn't do both at that time for sure. Yeah. It didn't cross paths. Like it was like, oh my gosh, no, if I'm, you know, if I'm holding a camera in front of my face and talking about my life, then no one's going to take me seriously as an actor. Just. So wrong, you know, it's that's not right anymore. The people who are doing both are actually the people who are freaking thriving. So, yeah, we're like literally crushing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's taken me a really long time to let that go because I feel like you just build up these kind of assumptions and judgments, um, without even realizing. And then, yeah, I so anyways, I came out to LA and I was kind of around that, that energy. I was around people who were just like, they were in control of their creativity. And they had this, Mm. like, they had this like fire under their ass of like, let's like make shit happen. Let's like, let's just be creative and have fun while we're doing it. And like, of course there's, you know, there's probably negatives, As there, there was negatives as well. And like people with bad attitudes and egos, you're going to get that wherever you are. But I just had this, like, I don't know, it was, it was really like inspiring and refreshing. And so once I kind of started to get just to be around that, um, I was just kind of showcasing at the time, my ex-boyfriend's like photography, um, as we were like traveling, Mm. I was taking a break from my shows and it kind of gained this traction, um, and people were like, "I love your energy. Like, y- like you wear cool outfits. You know what to eat or what coffee shop to go to." And I was kind of like, "This. I'm literally just showing like the things that I love. I've always been one of those people that's like annoyingly passionate about what they love. Like, <laughs> this. like you need to drink this. You know, yeah, I feel like really." Um, and so when I, you know when I kind of, well, I went back to film a movie back to Vancouver and that was after I had taken quite a big break from acting. And I went back and like nothing against the acting world. I might even, you know, if the opportunity comes up later in life, I might go back to it, but I, it was just, I realized that I had found something that fit me better. And that was the whole social media world. And that was just, being me and connecting with people, um, rather than, you know, being a character and, um, also living on someone else's time, living on someone else's schedule and not being in control of the people I was around to. Cause of course, when you're on an acting job, it's just like, who. And there's amazing people that were around too, but there's also people who I'm like I would not choose to be around you, <laughs> and <laughs> I have to for like 16 yeah. hour days for a month straight. And you know, when you like myself struggle with mental health, sometimes it's like it's important to be careful of who you surround yourself with. So I mm-hmm. feel like I'm, a, like I'm able to do that now in my job and. Yeah, that's kind of uh it's kind of how I got here. That's
0: so crazy cuz like I didn't know like the actor Alyssa, like I only knew like Alyssa through Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so it's like so funny to hear you explain it from the beginning because I've known you from the first boyfriend to now your current incredible boyfriend mm-hmm. and just like watched you get through so much to like I think it's I told you this like I like you said earlier like the last time we were in person, but it's just been so cool to like watch someone who kind of like, was one of the last people I'd say to like fall into it, you know, like now it's like you get on Instagram with the intention of like having a private personal account or building a brand. But it's like was kind of those last couple years of like falling into it. And I kind of feel like I watched you really grow through not only the things in your personal life, but then also taking down the walls and letting people know what was going on in your personal life online. And I feel like quarantine even really shifted that where I would like, would notice be like, wow, like she's sharing, sharing, so much more. Like she does so many more stories. It seems like she's really connected with her followers. Like I never knew, like I still, to this day, I'm like, wow, like she has such an amazing community. Like, mm-hmm. because you, for, like not everyone kind of is able to be, it's really scary to be vulnerable on the internet. And I think that back to the podcast, you also, I think, do, like, a really good job of staying, like, as sane as possible in L.A. And I I say that because, like, obviously we'll talk about mental health stuff in a second. But I say that because, like, you don't talk shit about L.A. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from someone who, like, I feel like a lot of people talk crap about L.A. I was never someone that did. Obviously, I started to after, you know, I decided to, like, take a break and, like, come here and, like, live here for a little bit in Chicago, But it's interesting too because I feel like whenever you post stuff on Instagram, you're like, well, you know, here are some cons, but like here are all the amazing pros. And I'm like, she really loves it, doesn't she? Mm -hmm. Like, it's so like it's cool. Like, how do you feel like you've been able to balance that? Because a lot of people can't, and I think that they think they can, and then a few years later, they're like, I got to get the fuck out of here,
1: you know? I would say this is what I always say. As I say, you you know, you can't judge L. A if you've only been to a couple of different places in LA, because every neighborhood in LA is so different. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you caught me talking about Hollywood, you know, (laughs) you might hear me shit talking a little bit more, but I just don't go to that area. Like I, I think there are so many like there are every neighborhood's like a different country almost it feels yeah. like like it's such yeah. a different vibe um like you know silver lake you're like you know getting all the hipsters and going to a cool coffee shop or a cool bar but then you know if you're going down to like Manhattan beach you're like surfer dudes and a frat party um but i just think like i I, st- I really do. It sounds cliche, but I pinch myself every day that I actually got to move here. And, and like... Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts.
0: Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness.
1: He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result more confident, capable surgeons, and even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. As a Canadian, the whole visa situation, it's like not easy. It's hard. And like I would just like pray every night that I would like be able to stay here and live here. And so like, I remind myself of that every morning. I'm like, Frick. Yeah. Like you did it. Like here we are, there's palm trees outside. The sun is shining. And like, I, that sounds so cliche and cheesy, but like, that's kind of my mindset with it. Um, and I just think it's like, there are shitty people everywhere and (laughs) you just, have to weed through them and I feel like if you kind of understand yourself more and the like I took that two and a half years to really try and understand myself. Like I don't put myself in positions, I'm not you're not gonna find me at, you know, one oak the club here. And and then waking up the next day being like, I hate LA. I hate LA. When people say that, I'm like, why would you go? to a club and put yourself in a position where you're going to be surrounded by people that you don't like, and you're draining yourself. And then now you're blaming the city, which it's not, it's not the city. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I definitely feel like sometimes it's hard to run away from situations, especially in our job where you're like going to all these events that are so draining and you're like LA is a lot. And sometimes you got to go like be in nature or go to home to Chicago or go home for me to Vancouver to really get that. Like, okay, I'm recharged. I'm good. Like everyone's in sweatpants here. Doesn't care what they're wearing. Doesn't, you know, isn't talking about like the next thing, which is so refreshing, but I do think that, yeah, just kind of understanding yourself and what positions and situations to put yourself in has really helped me personally.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that like, if you're, you know, not interested in like ego and fake people and those situations, you simply just like you, you don't put yourself in them and you realize that not a lot comes from them anyway. Like, I think that people always stay in like toxic friendships, even like everyone talks about toxic relationships. And I'm like, what about like toxic, like just like acquaintanceships, like in situationships, like all that stuff. And it's like so draining And you can either, like, let it change you or you can, like, remove yourself from it. And I think that, you know, as someone who's now sitting freezing cold in Chicago, like, of course I miss the palm trees and sunshine. So, like, no, it's not cliche. It's literally a beautiful quality of life as long as you weed out the shitty people. Exactly. Which can be really hard when you, like, don't know, you know, it takes a while to kind of get your footing in L.A. And I think people don't realize that. But... I think that's why it's, like, so cool that there is social media because, you know, people like us are able to connect and then, like, find each other in a crazy city and be, like, choose to hang out with each other and do things that we, like, like to do together and stuff like that. And I think you can really do that in any city. Like you said, you can find any, like, shitty person in any city. So it really kind of all, like... Correlates, but obviously LA gets like a really bad rap, and I just love how like you talk so positively about it—not like like toxic positively, but just like definitely, you know, not like leaning into the like when when it's like okay, like we get it, like they're shitty people, Um, but we just don't hang out with them, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Literally, and you said like obviously, you know, you were like I was a mess and all that stuff, and you've been pretty open online about like struggling with an eating disorder and insomnia and anxiety. And I wanted to know kind of just like, you know, like your story with that, like for maybe that what you're comfortable sharing for people that maybe missed it on Instagram stories and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that I said this, so before I came to LA, you know, just being in like the acting industry, whether, whether it's acting modeling, you know, social media, um, you know, you are on camera a lot. I feel like a lot of people struggle with, you know, feeling like they, their appearance needs to be to some form of perfection, you know, on some days at least. And I started to, you know, when I was acting, I started to kind of take my health more seriously, which in the beginning was such a good thing. Um, you know, I started to work out and eat healthy and like, I, I started to shed weight and I like felt incredible, (laughs) felt incredible. And then I kind of started to realize that opportunities in my life were popping up so much more. And my life was just like, I just felt like I was thriving and, I correlated that in my mind with weight loss. Um, and so I continued to take that to an extreme level and I continued to just lose weight, lose weight and, and starve myself. Um, not even intentionally, I just was on this role. And, um, I wish that I would have known that it actually had nothing to do with, um, the size of jeans I was wearing, it was truly my, my, like the confidence I was exuding that was, um, attracting these opportunities. Mm. And I wish that I would have known that because in my mind, it was just like, this is all because I'm a size zero now, like, let's go. And I, you know, continued. Yeah. I continued to kind of use that Now that I knew I had that, I was in control of that. And I had never felt like I was in control of my weight, the way I looked. It was always kind of like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, just, I felt like I was out of control of it. And then once I had that, I kind of used it every time my life seemed to kind of be a little chaotic. I was like, well, Mm -hmm. I know that I can control this. So I'm going to focus on that and it was really toxic. And, um, it's definitely a pretty popular thing, especially here in LA. Um, I don't even think a lot of people realize that that is something that's a part of their lives. Um, so for a really long time, I was, um, I don't know if I wasn't, I think I knew I was aware of it, but I would definitely like not, let it come up and not, I, I would try to avoid it. And I was blind to it. Um,
0: yeah. I think also when you live in that environment, like you don't, like you said, like, you know, how we always said, like, you could remove yourself from the situation of, in LA.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: like when you're looking at all these other skinny people, you're like, oh, well, like this is the situation and I'm in it. Like you don't remove yourself and think like, oh, it's this, my body type. Am I taking care of myself? Like, just cause everyone else is super skinny. Like, is this the right weight for me? You know? Yeah comparison.
1: I mean, always comparison. Like, okay, well, everybody looks this way, so I got to look this way and like so not a healthy mindset to have. Um, to be honest, I yeah, it caused it caused so much insomnia. Um, I think when your body is starving, it's I mean, obviously your cortisol levels are probably like through the roof and um it's just kind of in this like fight or flight mode all the time. Um, And so I would always feel like I had a lot of energy to be honest, but I was like mentally exhausted, but my body was like in this fight or flight mode. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to go do another workout. And Mm. it was a bit of a spiral for sure. Um, And you know what though? I, I think I really, really, really like. It truly caused me to have so much like self-growth time, like I said. And when I met um, my current boyfriend, Justin, I met him and I was like, I need to be real with you. Like these are the things I've gone through. And at the time when I met him, I was like, I'm kind of still going through it, to be honest. Like it's something that I still think about every single day. And I had never felt like you know, he was just like, Hey, like I'm here for you. Don't know what I can do, but if you need anything here for you. And I just felt like even just saying it out loud, like I hadn't even really said it out loud and just saying it out loud and being like, like, I think even in a podcast of yours, you (laughs) said this, like I'm going through something right now and I don't have the solutions. And I feel like not enough people are open when they're literally going through it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is so like, it's, it's so powerful to be able to say like, Hey, like I'm, I'm not like a case study where that you can like take from and be like, Oh, well she got through it. It's like, I was at the time when I was telling Justin, I was like, no, no, no. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm like literally just going through it, but that's yeah. like, a, a like the biggest step. I think once you say it out loud, not even to be like held accountable, just to be like honest with yourself. Um, because the, the moment I would, after that, try and control anything and go back into old habits, it's like, no, no, no. Like I've said this out loud, like we're not doing this. And to be honest, ever since then, and like quarantine happened and I just had to sit with myself and my own shit. Um, yeah, I've, I've really, 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 um, focused on letting go of control. And so not only has that helped my, you know, struggles with eating, but it has helped so many other things in my life, but I'm still, you know, working on it all. (laughs)
0: Yeah. You know, it's not like uh, all of a sudden it's perfect. I mean, obviously, you know, you can see like a before and after. I remember when you posted like a before and after picture or something like that. And it's, you know, just a really skinny person and then just like a healthier thin mm-hmm. person. Like, you know what I mean? Like right, it, doesn't, right. it it's one of those type of situations. And I, I remember just like absolutely loving the way you wrote about it and stuff. And I think that As someone who also is, you know, naturally like on the thinner side and was in LA and like in that situation, like you were one of the first people I reached out to when I was like, I got really skinny and now I don't know how to gain weight. And it's also weird. And like, it's like you name it so you can tame it. It was like even just like a select few people of like making admitting it out loud, like you said, making it real so that I can have a real solution because it wasn't, it's not a real problem until you're not like, until you say it out loud. And that was when I was, like, also able to let go of control similarly. And, you know, I think it's, like, for me, I had to, like, do self-healing in a sense of like I don't know maybe like running away from LA which is like my own like problem of like you can't like run away from your problems but I didn't know that was a part of my problem until Uh. like later and it was like a little too late I already ran so (laughs) it's all good but but yeah it's like it's so I think like inspiring too like how you said for you to be someone who's like I still feel parts of control and like it's still hard and it's not 100% easy because as a woman like even if you get over like a quote unquote eating disorder, we're always still going to have these like connotations with like body image and confidence and beauty standards and all that stuff. And so I think it's like so hard because like you either think like, oh, I'm literally dying because I'm malnourished or I'm fine. I don't have any problem with my body image and eating and stuff like that. And that's how I was. I was like, I'm not like, I'm not doing this on purpose. And like, I, you know, like just need to be healthier. But, But then all of a sudden you're like, wait, but now I'm as skinny as like some of my skinnier friends. It's like, it's cause like of the, these female beauty, social media standards mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So it is an ongoing thing, which is why I think it's so inspiring that you continue to like live a healthy lifestyle and kind of like share. I mean, you know, I think I get inspiration from like the stuff that you eat and like how you take care of yourself and stuff because I just see you living a healthy life. Mm-hmm. and it's you know i saw that you got through it and you continue to get through it and like as much as like i have anxiety about like control and like feeling good and stuff it's like i can look to your page and see what you're doing in a day and show the real side and the pretty side and be like i love that balance and that makes me want to like do a little good for me today but also like see that she's see that she's not like totally perfect either it's like to like have like a good side of social media and like that's why I always tell people to clear out their feeds, you know, like unfollow people that make you feel like shit. And then it's like the next step to that. It's like follow people that make you feel good. And it's like it not say like there's different strokes for different folks, but you happen to be an account that makes me feel really good. And maybe uh, that's because I know you in person and I'm biased, but I have a feeling
1: 700,000 other people agree <laughs> with me. So I, I think it's OK to say. Thank you. Yours is too. And it's truly it's so freaking true. Like that mute um, the mute thing on Instagram is like one of the best things that's ever happened to me, because then I don't have to like go through the drama of like unfollowing someone and like, to unfollow me. But a mute button, I'm like, you don't make me feel good about myself. And it's truly too. (laughs) like, sometimes that literally has nothing to do with them. And I think that that's something to know is that like, you can't, Get mad at people for triggering you. Like I or like I was telling myself this. I was like, Alyssa, you can't get mad at people for triggering you. Like it's literally not their problem that them eating a green juice every morning and a salad for lunch every day, and like not eating carbs, that's not that's not their problem that it affects you. You know what I mean? Like that they literally never treat themselves like. That makes them feel good. Like go them, you know? It doesn't mean yeah. that <laughs> I was like, you can't like be mad at them for that. And uh, cause sometimes we'd be like, why don't they ever just eat a freaking bagel? <laughs> like they really should. And it's like, okay, let's then mute them because yeah, you know what I mean? They didn't do anything wrong to you. <laughs> it's like, it's honestly like such
0: like an important note to like always like look inward because. It everything we think and feel is a complete just like reflection of like of ourselves at the end of the day and a projection of how we really feel <laughs> but you'd never like really think about like sometimes you don't think about when something like triggers something in you right away because we're so quick to do the blame game and it's like oh well you're toxic I need to cut you off and like obviously the mute is so different but sometimes I'm always like why is this person like pissing me off? Like, are they really being a bad friend or like, am I codependent? Like literally like that's my new like shtick. I'm like, wait, am I codependent or are you not a good friend? Like, you know what I like? I'm like, is this coming? Do I need attention or am I insecure and craving (laughs) like you to be upset? Like, you know what I mean? And like, and it's, it's not always to just like make, like be mad at myself or judge myself or shame myself, but it's, it's important for people to know, like, mm-hmm. why are you so mad at them? Why are you judging them so hard? And it's like, I I mean, I think also like, it just, I need to tell myself too, because I'm like, why do they care so much what all these other people are doing? And I'm like, Lauren, just like mute the person. Like, you don't need to like yep. get mad at them for being mad at them for being mad at them. And it's like, cause social media is the toxic person that I sometimes exactly. probably need to turn off, not just like, right. the new button, but that's its whole other like plethora of like anxiety in yeah. general and like being a girl.
1: But I do think it's it is, tough. I do think it is, you know, my mother always tells me like, why are you so analytical? Like you're always like, why do I feel this way? Like, do you think it's them or me? And like, I'm always like going through this cause I like call her and vent to her. And I'm just like, you know, I do think that our generation is a little bit, you know, more aware of, um, of our mindsets and like, why I feel this way. And like, what's like, what's filling up my cup and what's draining me. Mm -hmm. And like, (laughs) my mom's just always like, who cares? Like, just go with it. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, they made you mad. Get over it. And I'm just like, no, I'm not that way. I like to know why so that I can prevent it from happening again. And to be honest, yes, sometimes it gets annoying being like super over analytical. But I also like a lot of the time it's like, honestly, reflecting on that has brought me answers where I'm like, okay, like noted. I will not you know go to coffee with her before i have something that evening because she drains me and i love her but she drains me like not yeah. you but someone or just <laughs> certain things certain situations like that or i will not look at the, that person's stories if like i have a work day because i'm might get pissed off
0: yeah yeah like it's just like little things like that with like having like boundaries with yourself too and i think that it's you know, it's, it's hard because it's like such like an addictive thing. And it is like, obviously part of our job. but I think it is just like that, like social media addiction that like, you don't even realize sometimes that people are making you feel like shit because like you aren't aware. So it's like the awareness comes in handy. But even my therapist sometimes is like, why are you turning this into a thing? Like, why are you overthinking this? Like you are cranky. You're allowed to be cranky. You're having a bad day. Like get over it. Like don't make it into something. And I'm like, Okay literally like <laughs> I'm paying you. She goes, listen, hating yourself just isn't on the to-do list today. So stop. And I'm like, okay. I literally was like, I wish I could Instagram that without people thinking I'm like, absolutely nuts, but I'll say it on my podcast. <laughs> I <would've obviously>. re-posted. <laughs> no, literally like I had to tell myself 500 times, hating yourself isn't on the agenda today. Hating yourself just isn't on the agenda today. Cause I'd be like, Oh, well, like, my hair is disgusting anyway. Lauren, actually, hating yourself, not on the agenda today. Now is the part where I have to figure out what the fuck to put on the agenda then. Like, when there is downtime, if I can't, like, pick up my nails, pick up my skin, like, think about what's wrong with me. Um, You mentioned going on, like, walks four times a day. I do see you out and about quite a bit. And I feel as though, like, you're pretty good at filling up your cup. Like, with doing things. And, like, you, like, journal and stuff and, like... I'm like a much lazier version of you. So I am curious as to like, what are your like mood boosters and things you do when you're like feeling anxious or stuff like that?
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I will say like I, my boyfriend who I live with is like very much the opposite. He's kind of just like, oh, not feeling good. I don't know what to do. And I'm like the one who's like, I don't allow myself to not feel good because I'll do all of the things to boost my mood before I can even think about not feeling good. However, Mm. I will say sometimes that catches up to you. And this last week, I think I had, you know, mood boosted my way out of a wave of feelings that needed to be felt. And so it just hit me like a tsunami. And, um, last week I was just in my feels, like no walk and podcast, no journal sesh could treat it. Um, so sometimes you just got to ride the wave and let it 100%. let the emotions come. But I am really, really, really grateful that I've found like the tools and rituals to implement in my life so that, you know, it's not, um, you know, on a, on a weekly basis or a regular basis, like, um, the, the kind of emotional waves, they don't debilitate me or take me or, you know, take me away from being able to work or go to a social thing or anything like that. So yeah, I would say that, yeah, those are, um, journaling, but I don't like sit and like, write. It's like, truthfully just um my morning routine of like bringing out the journal and writing down like literally three sentences of what I'm grateful for and that's just kind of it and like I don't even think um it's the writing part that like is healing to me I think it's literally just the routine part of the morning because I look forward to that um it's calming to me it's grounding to me it's like taking a breath of fresh air. So like waking up and like making my coffee and sitting down and writing down three things I'm grateful for and just looking at them. And then like, I say I meditate. Um, but to be honest, it's like a five or 10 minute meditation. If that sometimes it's truthfully, just like taking three really slow breaths. Um, because to be honest, I'm just like, sometimes it's, torturous to think about sitting there for 10 minutes. And I know probably if I made myself do it, I would feel great. But sometimes I'm like, I don't want to like force myself to do anything right now. I just want to go with the flow. So sometimes it's just like three slow breaths. And yeah, I think like if I have been sitting inside looking at a screen, like I need to like get outside and go for a walk. Um, and those things have truthfully and then CBD, obviously like just bathing in CBD and drinking <laughs> it and all just every form of CBD product out there. I'm, I'm in for.
0: Yeah. I literally just got out back on like the CBD train and I'm like, this is amazing. And I totally agree about the rituals, Yeah, which reminds me, I have to add to my mood booster list. Um, you are absolutely amazing. And I'm upset. Like you are my mood booster for the day because my cranky mood from yesterday was definitely starting to like creep back in a little bit. So thank you for boosting my mood. I know you probably boost, boosted everyone's mood that was listening. Where can everyone follow? Because I feel like if they didn't follow you already, we definitely sold them. You know what I mean? We definitely did. (laughs) We did. Where can everyone keep up with you?
1: You can follow me on Instagram. It's just my name, Alyssa Lynch. And then as well as my YouTube. Um, And yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth. Make sure to follow on social. Everything will be in the show notes. While you're there, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen, leave a five-star review. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.